This is an interesting story that caught uh, our eyes, or you know, headlines got our eyes because it's a uh, it deals with emergency calls. Because naturally, when you've got an emergency, you call nine one one, and it is the most important number they teach us as kids because we need it. And you also know that time matters when you make these kinds of calls. And you're also reminded, don't call if it's not an emergency. And yet, apparently, this is a big, big problem in the GTA. Because Peel Police now reveal of the 30,000 emergency calls they get, at least half are butt dials or just dum-dums doing really stupid things. Here's just one example of an emergency call that came in. 911, do you need police, fire, ambulance? Hello, caller? Hi, thank you. Hello. Hi, what's going on? I'm purchasing a television um, (laughs) with one of the representatives here. Another one came out and overtook him, and it seems to be an issue for me to get my bill paid and to receive my receipt. Sorry, ma'am, is this a, this isn't a life-threatening emergency? Well, I'm in the store paying for my product, and I don't want to create no problems into the store, so somebody needs to handle this situation. No, I know, but 911 is for life-threatening emergencies or crimes in progress. You need to call the non-emergency line, and I can give you that phone number. Sure, what is it? 905? <laughs> Yeah. Four, five, three. Blah, 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 blah. One moment, please. Okay, go ahead. So 905-453-3311. Can you hear the disdain in her voice? Okay. Like, not going to come out. Maybe she was warning them that she was about to go postal. I don't know, but that's just one of the dum-dums. I mean, you can't be that stupid, can you? Is it possible? It's dangerous because it ties up the lines. And sure, we can laugh about it, but it is uh, if you're making that phone call and you can't get through, it ain't very funny. Let's bring in Jamie Irvine to the conversation because she is, this is what she does, day after day, answers these kinds of phone calls, hoping that she can save a life. She is a dispatch operator in Peel Region. She joins us now. Jamie, I mean, the calls are funny, but um, give me a sense, if you will, of what it's like being in your shoes night to night, day to day. Um, very rewarding. But at the same time, I'm all very, sometimes very frustrating um, because we're dealing with numerous calls sometimes at the same time. And when we get calls that are on, on our 911 line that are not 911 calls, we have to take the time to explain to the people that um, we can't take the call on the line and we have to get them to call back. And sometimes they're, they don't understand that. And at that amount of time, other people are trying to call in and then we get them, they're frustrated because they're waiting on the line. Yeah, absolutely. And time matters in these calls. But oh, how, for sure. How long does it take you to kind of figure out that this is someone that's just either joking around or it's a butt dial or they're going to ask you something really crazy? Not very long. It's, it comes with experience, too. As a newer call taker, it's different. I've been around a long time, so mm-hmm. it, it, it um, doesn't usually take that long. You can usually tell by the tone of voice, especially if the one call... A 911 call, if there is something definitely going on, you can tell by the way the person is breathing, whether you can hear screaming in the background. It doesn't usually take long at all to figure out it's um, as, as what you just quoted as a butt call. Mm-hmm. They don't, it doesn't take long at all to figure that out. But it does tie up really valuable resources because I would have to think much like a traffic um, controller that guides the airplanes around, you have to be on alert all the time because essentially your voice uh, can be the difference in someone living or dying on the other end of a line. It can be, yes. I think the other thing people have to understand is when we answer 911, we're answering for three different agencies. 
we're answering for police, fire, and ambulance. So they come to, into the police first, and if they need an ambulance, we transfer them. If they need fire, we transfer them. So, again, some people don't understand that, and they need an ambulance, and they're screaming out information, and then the ambulance has to get their information from there. Got to be a tough job. I mean, you must hear some of the most unimaginable um, scenarios. Sometimes, yeah. And you, you'd really have to keep calm when you're doing it. Um, you try not to sound like you're scared. Or, I mean, there's been more than once that I've gotten calls where it's, I've had to kind of mute myself, take a breath, and then go back and start answering the, asking the questions. Because, like you said, when you were on the phone, you had, you know, you had that calming voice. Well, we have to be that calming voice. And sometimes it can be very difficult. Yeah, and you're referring to, I mean, when I was much younger, I got a, I had to call 911 because someone was breaking into my place, and I was mm-hmm. terrified. Mm-hmm. And, and the woman on the other end, while dispatching police, stayed with me on the phone, listening to everything going on while giving that information to the police, but also basically being a lifeline to me because I was really, really scared. Right, and we're also trying to get information so that the officers on the road know what they're, when they get to the call exactly what they're dealing with. So the more information we get from the caller and we can keep the caller calm enough to get that information off or from them is, is important. And you have the kind of job where you can either go home feeling fantastic, knowing that um, because of you, uh, uh, a baby got brought into the world or, or something really wonderful happened in a survival. But you, you, I, I would have to think there are those days that you go home thinking, oh, my God, tonight, you know, life slipped away on my watch. And it must be very hard. Yes, it can be very difficult. And the thing is, I guess it's maybe the same with the officers. You basically just don't think about it. You do what you can when you're at work, and then you try not to think about it when you're at home because it could, you know, it could affect your way of life. And, but you also have in the back of your mind is, did I ask the right questions? Did I get the right information? Did I get it quick enough? So, yeah, you do go around in your head and try and make sure you did get the information that you were, was required of you to and get that person that help. Right. And so when I hear some idiot calling in because they can't get their money out of the washing machine, I think to myself, people can't really be that stupid. Uh, I mean, they can't be that ignorant that 911 well, is for this. I think what it is, is it's not, it's not that they're stupid and they're ignorant. They just sometimes they don't think. I think, and that's what we're asking people to do. We're not asking people, like we would never discourage people from dialing 911, but we want them to think about it and we want them to have like the common sense to think, okay, is this a life-threatening emergency or is this a crime in progress or is this a call that I can call back on the regular police line and get the same assistance but the, so that you're not tying up a 911 operator so that that operator can actually help another person who actually needs the 911 system. And is there a time, I mean, I've come along uh, a few accidents in my time where, um, you know, because what I do, I'm always kind of alert, but I never think, I think, do I call 911 or should I call the local detach? But would you call 911, let's say, if, um, you know, someone uh, got into a minor car accident and that, I mean, what are the situations yeah. you don't you call? Can. You yeah. can. You can dial 911 for that. I mean, obviously, if you don't know if there's any any injuries into that accident, by all means, just be on, you know, err on the side of caution and dial 911. Um, if it's a major accident, we'll probably already have that call. But yes, for accidents that you're not sure of or you've been involved in an accident, yes, you can. If you've already determined in that accident, though, that there's nobody injured um, and the vehicles are drivable and you've spoken to the other driver you can definitely call back on the non-emergency line. That would be the better option than dialing 911. It is the number that I think we learn first in life. I think 911 is the most important number. Definitely. I'm, I'm actually in the, you know, in the phase of my five-year-old who loves iPhones and stuff. 
when mm-hmm. do I teach? I have not taught him because I'm terrified that he will think it's fun. When do you teach him and how do you teach him so that they won't use it as a, as a you know, a, a little trick they can play on mommy and daddy? I think it depends on the child. If you know your child, if your child um, catches on quickly, you know, it just depends on the child individually. By all means, teach him to dial 911. That's not a, uh, that's a perfect thing to do. Maybe teach him on a old phone that doesn't work and then just remind him and, and encourage him that it's not a toy. He doesn't play with a phone, which because we get a lot of children yeah. on 911, especially on cell phones. Um, and we had that wonderful call in, in Britain of a little boy who was, what, four years old who actually saved his mommy's life because he knew the address and, and to call 911, exactly. which is unbelievable. Yeah, see, now this is the problem with cell phones. Cell phones are wonderful. You know, everybody has one. I have one. But we don't get the information as to where you are, exactly are when you're on a cell phone. Yeah. Quickly. It's not like if you were to dial your 911 from yeah. your residence, we get all that information. Right. A cell phone. So if you have a child who's on a cell phone, it's perfect if you've taught your child address and phone number. Right there, we can get the help very quickly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. quickly before I let you go, um, what's the craziest thing you've been called and, and heard? <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's hard. I've had many people ask me that question, and there's so many calls that you can't even kind of really pick them out. And it's funny, when I started doing this and keeping track of the 911 calls that weren't really 911 calls, it really reminded me and surprised me as to how many we were really getting. And it, this was mostly out of frustration that I was keeping track of them mm-hmm. because of they're tying us up. Yeah. Like it's, it's the frustration level that we're not being able to get to the real ones yeah. when we're using, when they're, to say which one where I was right off the bat that I can think of. Unfortunately, I can't really think of one. I've had so many over the 20 some odd years I've been here. Yeah. So it, it's hard to, I, I know a gentleman I'm working with tonight, last night he had a 911 call from a, a gentleman who wanted us to call his wife to come and pick him up. <laughs> so, you know, you could be one minute you've got a lady hysterical because her child is not breathing yeah. and the next minute you get a call like that. Or even more, even as well, you get people putting their cell phones under their pillows at night because they want to hear their alarm and they dial 911. Jeez, and they get snoring. Well, well, yeah, and then you get to wake them up. So yeah, if I'm course. awake in the middle of the night, so then they're awake as well, but no. Well, no, uh, hats off to you guys and uh, what you, you do, and thanks for bringing it to our attention. And thank you. And like I said, we are never, we're not discouraging people from dialing 911 at all. We just want them to be a little bit more cautious when they do it and um, think about what the situation is. Is it a life-threatening emergency and, is, or, and or is there a crime in progress? That Absolutely. is definitely when we need them to call, or they can call on our non-emergency number. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Jamie Irvine joining us tonight with a little bit of a background in what the realities are. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.